Welcome to season two of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. You can find out more about me by going to retaildoc.com, where you'll find out I'm one of the foremost experts on brick and mortar retailing. Every week, I invite guests, vendors, and brick and mortar retailers to share their successes and their innovations to make the shopping experience fun. I believe we can change the world by those who are working in shopping and retail, so let's get to our first guest. Welcome, Thank Ralph you. Simons, CEO of Tane, based in Mexico City. I'm Ralph Simons. Um, as you said, I'm the CEO of a, of a, of a Mexican luxury brand called Tane. And um, I have a career of almost 20 years in, in luxury and in retail. And I moved uh, to, uh, to Mexico uh, about a year and a half ago. To uh, to be in charge of this uh, of this beautiful brand here. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful work, and you have such a uh, experience with luxury brands. Um, how did you start out? You're really kind of a uh, a watch guy, weren't? Isn't that how you started out? So my career started in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, where I, which is where I grew up. And after uh, college and hospitality management, I joined our um, luxury watches and jewelry family company, which was started by my father. And this is where I dealt with retail for the first time professionally. Um, at the time, we were distributors for brands like IWC, Hermes, and Frederic Constant. Uh, we had a quite diverse portfolio of brands. And in my role as sales manager, I learned what is needed to be successful in retail. And um, for me, the most important element is training uh, because I learned there's something very po- powerful you can do in retail, which is influencing the client's choice. That's a great point, um, especially with those very diverse brands that you had. Uh, yes. Isn't it easy to come up with one that you personally like and then um, without you know, training, the salesperson just sells what they like, right? Uh, yes, that, 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 that can happen. Or, or, the, or, the, or the salesperson just sells what the client asks for. But uh, because the, 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 um, the, the salespeople can influence the choice of the client, uh, this is where the training comes in, because if one brand is stronger at training the people than the other brand, then um, especially in a multi, multi-brand uh, environment, uh, there, is, there is a good chance for the salespeople to actually sell what they want to sell and not sell what, uh, what the client initially comes in for or, uh, or what might be the, the, the expected thing to sell. Yeah, I think that's such a great point, uh, Ralph, because... Um, if I just give you what you ask for and you leave my store and then you're going to brag to a buddy and the yes. guy's like, why'd you get that? And you're like, yes. well, that's what I thought was the best. And they're like, yeah, no, this is what the best is. It's what I have. Ultimately, mm-hmm. you fail and they probably don't come back to you again, right? Exactly. I mean, you're not really selling if you're just, if you're just giving the client what he wants. Uh, I think it's your, 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 your job as a salesperson in retail to actually let the client explore uh, what else is out there. And maybe it's not the most common brand or the most well-known brand, but maybe there's other brands that offer something unique that you don't know of, or uh, maybe something better at a better price or uh, something handmade versus something made by, uh, by, uh, by machines. You know, so there's, I think that's the, that's the, the power of a, of, a, of a salesperson in retail that you can, you can, um, let the client explore and, and, and show, show him or her what's out there. Yeah, I think that's really good. And especially with uh, watches, which let's face it, everybody 
uh, says they've got the best watch. I think you launched a, a brand once, and then recently you were the uh, CEO of Chopard uh, USA. So yes, you, know, right. you you have a lot of um, you have a lot of experience with this really highly engineered, highly craftsman uh, craftsmanship piece of, of jewelry or ornamentation. Um, yes. And what is the key to making luxury work? Um, I, I mean, know. I expect you to have the right answer, and it should be just you know two sentences. But uh, you have such a vast experience. Um, I mean, it's it starts. We'll piece this back together. So don't, no worries. It's when you think about how far we're traveling over satellites. It's yes, crazy. Sure. Um, so, what does it take to um, sell in that luxury market? Um, so, what 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 makes luxury? What it, what is necessary to make luxury work? Yes, that was that was your question. Um, so, for me, it starts with the product. People, a client buy they buy with their eye and with their wallet. So, a good product at a uh, at a price that makes sense are the two uh, the two key elements where it all starts. Um, and this uh, the, the, a product can be unique in terms of uh, the features that it has, uh, like the way it's the way it's made, the way it's designed, the way it shows time, or or, or for jewelry the way the way it looks, the way it makes you look, the way it makes you feel. And then, uh, of course, the price needs to be uh, coherent with the product that you offer. Um, of course, you need to create a story around luxury. Storytelling is very important in luxury. Um, uh, that's why historical brands are uh, are typically strong at that because they have a lot to tell about. doesn't mean that ever, all the brands that have a lot, lot of history are good at telling their story, but... Um, at least historical brands have uh, have a lot to tell, uh, a lot to talk about, um, and um, and 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 then go like, like I said earlier, and then comes the, the the point of training the salespeople to make sure they can have a genuine, sensible conversation about the product with the client. Yeah, I, I think those are the key elements. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and you had to craft a story then to launch a new watch brand, right? You had to start from zero. I was in charge of at Frederick Constant was launching the brand in the United States ah, and or in, or in the Americas. Yes. So there was already a story and it was a, it happened to be a very good story um, because uh, the, the brand was offering um, something unique, which was high quality Swiss made watches at sensible prices. And uh, this was a very successful story, especially since the downturn of 2008, 2009. Uh, offering value as a brand, even as a luxury brand, has become uh, increasingly important. And this was a this was a story because we launched in two thousand eight, actually, oh. just after the Lehman Brothers uh, disaster. And it turned out that this type of product was what the, the retailers were looking for in the market, and it wasn't really available in the market. Yeah. So of course we had to adjust the story a little bit to the to the United States market. But in general, um, the, the story was there. It was a matter of communicating it and a matter of making sure that the salespeople in the store knew how to sell this brand, which was not known in the, in the market at the time, uh, compared to the competition that was maybe much more known. Right. And do you think that the luxury consumer has changed much in the last five to ten years, Ralph? <sighs> I mean, I think the luxury market has gone through a lot of changes in the last 10 years. Yes. Some people say it has gone through more changes in the last 10 years than it, than it, than it went uh, through in the, in the, in the 100 years before that. I don't know if that's true, but 
Uh, I mean, it goes it, it goes about, uh, or it, it says something about how much change there has been. Yes, the luxury customer has changed. I think one of the one of the one of the key changes, as I mentioned uh, in the after two thousand nine, was the the the, um, the desire for value. So you know, people are not afraid of spending money, but they want to know that what they're getting in return for their money is something that's that that has value maybe not that it holds value because ultimately luxury is about enjoying but it's something that has a certain value not something that has a price uh, uh stuck on it that um well that that is based on 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 nothing that idea around um the salesperson being able to sell it and tell the story do you think it's required that they um wear it or that they can afford it themselves or should brands um help them be able to afford it or what are your thoughts i mean of course ultimately i think it's best if uh if the salespeople in the store wear the products that they sell but in some cases that's this 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 is difficult because brands some brands they sell products at prices that are not uh, that are not affordable so but i i do think it's 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 important so what brands do in, often is um providing pieces uh, on consignments to their staff mm. so that the staff can 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 show off those pieces. I mean, it's very weird if you walk into uh, a, a Tana store, for instance, here in Mexico, and they are wearing uh, pieces from other luxury brands. Yeah. Yes, of course. Now, the client also looks at what the salespeople are wearing, or they even ask, like, okay, which piece are you wearing? And then if you have to mention another brand name, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> very sensitive. <laughs> well, so, and, you know, you've come from the market. You certainly have been all around the world, and, and most recently you were in New York, and now yes. you're in Mexico City. How do those two yes. markets um how different are they? I mean, one one big difference between Mexico City and New York City, New York or the U.S., sorry, the U.S. is really very far, specifically New York, actually, is very far advanced in terms of adapting to changes in uh, in retail. Um, you know, I mean, for instance, e-commerce is, is, is flying high in, yeah. uh, in the U.S., and here in Mexico, it's 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 definitely a little bit behind in that in terms of that development. I mean, it's here, and uh, you know there's a there, Amazon is here, and they're they're very active, and they uh, it, next year they will be uh, running at at one hundred percent, so they will be running at a very similar level as as in the United States. Uh-huh. Um, Palacio Diero, which is which is the, the, the high end uh, department store chain here in Mexico, which is very comparable to Neiman Marcus, for instance. Uh, they have a they have a big business in uh, in e-commerce. Um, if I look at Tane, Tane is a is a direct to consumer brand. Um, it's been around since seventy seven years. So it was founded in nineteen forty two, and it's a luxury house specialized in jewelry, silverware, and art objects. And uh, it has always been a local company. And we uh, we ha- we currently have twenty six owned stores, so it has always been a direct to consumer. And at the moment, um, even though the brand is very successful, we had a very successful twenty eighteen. We have launched, we have kicked off the year twenty nineteen very successful. But we have very big ambitions, and one of them is to develop our e commerce channel because at the moment we don't do e commerce, so we are behind in that development. But in, on an, on another side, this also gives us a benefit because we can see in the market what works and what doesn't work yeah. and learn from that. Uh, but at the same time, we are investing in um, data collection software, uh, renovating our complete store network, uh, launch of a mobile retail concept. 
uh, development of our corporate sales channel. Um, and ultimately, it is, our, it is our, our goal, our dream to go international with the brand. What do you think um, the best advice you ever received was, Ralph? And that could be about anything. The best advice I received. Um, wow. <laughs> um, what, best, what advice would you give somebody? Let's put, turn it around. What would you tell a friend looking to go into retail? So this friend of yours says, I've got this idea. I'm going to go into retail and meet me at a Starbucks or something. Um, what yeah. kind of advice would you give them? Um, find or make, make sure you have a unique product. That's where, that's where it all starts. It's like I said earlier, but that's where it all starts. If you don't have a, if you don't have a product that distinguishes itself from the competition out there, and it can be in terms of uh, product, but it can also be in terms of service. You've been gracious with your time. Um, tell me something good about retail. You've been working in it an awful long time. What's something that, uh, that you like about working in the retail space? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I like, but the, the, if there was one thing I had to mention, it would be the, the dynamics of retail. Uh, you know, especially today, luxury retail and branding is, is an ever-changing environment. And innovation and reinventing yourself and your company uh, without losing focus on the overall brand strategy is what I really like the most. Like, what, what we just talked about, basically. Yeah. That's really what I like the most about, about being in retail. Excellent. And how can they find out more about your brand? Uh, well, they can go to tane.com.mx. Um, they, sh I would recommend people to wait about two weeks to do that, uh, depending on, on when you are launching this, because we are um, uh, relaunching our website uh, completely. It's going to be a completely new one in about two weeks. So mid-February, we will have our new website, including e-commerce, uh, for the first time. So that's very exciting. Um, and of course, people can go to my LinkedIn profile to uh, to find out more about me if they want but excellent. the brand is more important to find out more about excellent well i appreciate your time today ralph and you've been my gracious pleasure. with your time thank you my pleasure thank you bob see you Bye. soon that brings us to the close of another episode of tell me something good about retail i'm bob vibs your host known as the Retail Doctor, based in the United States. Tune in next week when we have another set of movers, shakers, influencers, vendors, and brick-and-mortar retailers, all there to make you a smarter retailer. <laughs>